Happy Friday, everyone! Welcome to the guest show, the Generation YC Talk with Angus and Nathan. Great to have Nathan back today. Yo. Today is such a great day for U.S. sports history. Probably the first day ever. You have NBA playoffs, WNBA, Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, NHL, the Hockey League, and also U.S. Open. Probably the first day ever to have all the sports in the same day. And very important, NFL is back. The first game of the season, Kansas City versus Houston. Well, it's Friday now. What's going on? How's your week? Yeah, not bad. Uh, just getting everything ready for uh, university next week. Um, should probably start packing soon. Had my last day of work with you yesterday. Um, yeah, everything's moving fast, but you know I'm excited for the next chapter. Um, not happy today. I'm in a bad mood since the game today, but. You know, we move. We can talk about that later. <laughs> All right. So um, I think why you're in the bad mood, well, because the Houston oh. just lost again. Now down to 3-1. What do you think about this mm. series? <laughs> I, there are just too many words that I want to say about Houston right now. Today's game... <laughs> It was just they had no energy at all. They lacked all energy. It didn't look like they wanted to win. And you can see that by how much they got out-rebounded. I know they're small, so they should get out-rebounded naturally. But, you know, the first game, there wasn't that much big of a difference where they won and there wasn't a difference in the rebounds. But today they got blown out on the board. Um, I think it was the lack of hustle. They just they just didn't fight as hard. They didn't want it as much. Um, I mean, they came back at the end with a five-point game with two minutes left, and I was, you know, excited about that. But Caruso hit a huge shot in the corner. Um, LeBron dished it out to him at the end. That was kind of the icing on the cake for the Lakers. I think going forward, yeah, I'm going to be a diehard until the end, and I'm going to still believe that we can come back and, you know, pull off a 4-3 victory and win in Game 7. But it all starts with next game. Harden today again there's a lot he didn't get his shots off I mean he made two field goals all game um yep. the Lakers defense has really impressed me they've uh, been outstanding they haven't let the shooters shoot you know Harden has basically just been not effective besides from the free throw line um hasn't been able to get off his step back uh they've really disrupted his whole rhythm and I think Houston kind of builds off if 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 you Harden is rolling, then the team's going to be rolling, um, and without you know their leader being able to get off what he wants um, and how he does so easily, I think that's where they've kind of been falling off. That and the hustle, the last few games has just been so hard to watch. You know, game was it game game three? You know, they were in it the whole time, and they they weren't clutch city; they were choke city, and it's so hard to watch when they just blow it all up. So. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be optimistic. You know, I have to be optimistic for my team. I can't, you know, bet on them to lose. But it is not looking great. I mean, yeah. What what did you see from today cuz you know, I don't I there's too many words that I want to say about it, but I'm not going to because it will make me too angry. The series is not over yet. However, for the rebound today, 26 versus 52. 26 versus 52. <sighs> Lakers got double rebounds of the Rockets. There's such a lack of energy. And I still, I still think small ball lab works for Houston Rockets, uh, the gameplays. Yeah. However, today, 
today is not not a good day for them on the rebounding. Also, no. I mean, they let Rondo and and Danny Green out rebound them on the offensive board. It wasn't even Rondo, AD Rondo the big got guys. 10 it was today. Rondo, Rondo and Danny Green. Uh, it's the role players for the Lakers have also stepped up. Credit to them. Um, they've done a great job. But yeah. For today, we talked about last time. The bench in this series quite uh, important. However, today the bench, both teams score about the same. Game three, Lakers got 42, Rockers only got 16. This time, today, game four, they score about the same. However, Harden only took 11 shots and made two field goals. So Lakers defenders definitely did a good job. They you could use double team or man-to-man. Whenever he's holding the ball, he couldn't even dribble. I didn't see him take too many uh, three-point shots or step back today. So I'll definitely give some credit to the Lakers defenders. Also, the- Yeah, yeah. And credit to Frank Vogel for changing all that. They, they uh, got kind of flustered in the first game. And then they've come back and they've come back really strong. So all credit to the Lakers and Frank Vogel. And that actual Lakers role player show, such as Danny Green and KCP, they may not score a lot, but the defense and the time they make the shots... Definitely yeah, a, and I think I think Houston Houston's really missing a uh, Daniel House right now. Daniel House, he's a troublemaker. What the hell has happened to him? He's a naughty boy. <laughs> so uh, he's a. Uh, it's it's very. I think it speaks to the, his age in the league. He hasn't been in. He's been in the league for a while, but not. He's not a veteran. I I think that he should have understood. You know, there's a bigger. There's a biggest. You know, cause at the moment. And to do something like that and jeopardize his team, which he has because he's such a huge um, impact, both offensively, you know, he shoots 36% from three. And for Houston, with their volume, that's a good percentage. And his defense, he's a strong guy. You know, he can defend, you know, one through five. So, yeah, it's a big piece for them. They're missing. And I think he's a, that's been a big difference in these games as well. And he brings that spark, you know, off the bench. Um, one note to add. So, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he messed up big time there. So one look to add why Danny House Jr. is not playing because the report said he bought a female which is not either his wife or girlfriend to the bubble <laughs> and got find out that's why he got dismissed from the bubble. Is it true? And it's not Well, that's back. what I've heard. That's all the reports I've heard. Yeah. So Yeah, so I think it's still under review at the moment. So the situation is kind of different this uh, postseason in the bubble. However, you got pay million dollars to do what you like. You should follow the rules and don't uh, violate any rules. NBA players, I, yeah, exactly. I really appreciate they still keep the season going, give us entertainment, but sometimes you got to do what you need to do and follow the rules because you guys side, you guys have a contract and need to follow the rules. Even your professional players, doesn't mean you can do whatever you like to do. So Danny House, if he can come back to the next game or rest of the series, that's a big loss for the Houston Rockets. Because yeah. Rondo is back for the Lakers, and he's on fire these two games. Look at his stats for this he's last two games. He's playoff Rondo now. 21, uh, 21 points, two rebounds, nine assists for game three. Today, game four, almost a triple-double. 11 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists. He's not a good shooter on the floor, but somehow... Yeah, he's been huge. Yeah. He made a couple crutch threes in this series, what I saw. Yeah, especially especially last game. Yeah, I mean, he had that crazy kind of step back, shot clock winding down, and then he hit it. He hit, he's just hit so many kind of momentum stoppers for Houston. 
where they go on a roll, then he hits that, then Lakers go on a roll. Um, yeah, Rondo's been huge for the Lakers. Yeah, most of the time when Rockets trying to uh, minimize the uh, Lakers lead, Rondo actually like came to take a shot and made the three. So he's like another X factor for this series. Yeah. And Houston Rockets bench today, since Daniel House Jr. is not playing, we got another bench player step up, Bang McLemore from University of Kansas. I've been following yeah. him quite a lot since KU year. He's not a bad shooter. He just need more time to be on the court and to prove himself. Today he shot three or three on the three point line, so 100%. Uh, quite a decent stat. However, I feel if Houston needs to use him a little bit more since their lack of bench players, they only play eight players total today, which is like three uh, bench players. So let's see if Ben McNamara can have more minutes for the next game or rest of the series and see if he can be an Yeah, he's a good shooter. They needed that today. Especially when they needed Lakers a bit more shooting when he came on. on yeah. Harden and Westbrook. So hopefully... Uh, yeah, exactly. If you, if you have the shooters... Yeah, and if you have the shooters, once they double-team him, you get it out to the open man, and Macklemore's a more than capable shooter. He should be on the floor more. Um, so but another can... another note from today... Yeah, so hopefully he can get more yeah, minutes. Um, PJ Tucker. Yeah, what about this brother? Yeah, but I mean, PJ Tucker today... I mean, still, his defense incredible. All right, we, we'll get into his uh, snub from the uh, defensive teams. But today, he only took four shots. He didn't make any of them. He had zero points, and Covington only had three points. I think that was a big loss for the Rockets as well. But, yeah, we can get into PJ's uh, snub from the defensive teams. Yeah, so for PJ Ducker, he's a really great role player for the Houston Rockets. For him, he doesn't need to score much, and sometimes his stats doesn't show how, how important for him on the team. And this debut talking about how come he's not on any NBA defensive teams, first or second. Personally, I, I believe he got robbed. He should be on the second team at least, but he's not even on the second team. So what do you think yeah. about, as a Rockets fan, what do you think about uh, this situation? You know, I think he did get snubbed. I think he should have been there. Right. But I see, you know, I'm a realist. I, I see why. I mean, there's so many good defensive people, players in this league. And I understand how he could have missed it, but they should have looked at his impact. He doesn't have the uh, the high amount of steals and blocks, but just the way he disrupts and he's the leader of that defense. He, sh- he should have been there, you know, and for his testament to his career to not have any nominations. I think he got only about 28 second team votes and he was the next forward in line if uh, that would have all to go to plan. But yeah, I think he got snubbed and he should have been there. But then again, I don't know who I'd take out of the team for him. Right. So what I what I see he plays since like since when the Rockets trade out Capella, I believe like PJ Ducker actually needs to guard the big man's more. So perhaps the second half of the season and in the bubble, he actually uh, play has some like tough matchups. So perhaps the beginning of the season when the Rockets still have Capella, like he injured a little bit, but PJ Ducker still like on and off guarding big men or guards. For his size, I know he's a bit short as a forward, but he got the capacity to to guard as a star uh, point guard or could be in a center. So he can guard like every position. And also in this series uh, versus Anthony Davis, he's doing a good job. We talk about regular season. I could see him as a like, big defensive role in uh, the Houston Rockets. However, I believe 
because Capella was in the Rockets for a little bit time, beginning of the season, so it might affect him showing the ability he's got in big men's that much. Yeah. And what we're seeing yeah. right in the playoffs, obviously, doesn't count for the regular season full. So perhaps that's why he missed the second team. And if you want me to take out someone from the, from the first or second team, I honestly cannot think of anyone as well. Maybe Brooke Lopez. Yeah, it is. Yeah. However, yeah, someone... if you counted, if you count, if PJ counts as a center, then yeah, yeah, then depends he has on every what right you to. list him. Like at the moment, I'm on ESPN is a uh, forward. Most people argue that why Ben Simmons on the first defensive team is the least favorite him. I kind of have the thought at the beginning when I first saw the announcement. However, I look up Ben Simmons' stats. He actually averaging above two steals per game, which is quite impressive. The way he plays defense might not yeah. get attention. May, you might not think he's like a really hard defender like PJ Tucker or Pat, Patrick Beverly from the Clippers, but the stats showed. So perhaps that's why he got first team this year. Do you agree with that? Yes and no. Simmons is a good... I mean, his size is incredible for it. The way he can move with his size and his position is great. Yep. Um, and that's why he's such a you know good defender. Because he can stay with anyone on the ball, and his size, you know, can, he can guard one through five. And yeah, he gets the steals, but I would have taken Drew Holiday over him. Drew mm. Holiday's been snubbed and snubbed time before, and he's a lockdown defender. And he's at the guard position, you know, that's one of the toughest jobs, you know, having to guard people like James Harden each night. Like, I think, uh, I think uh, Drew Holiday should have taken uh, Ben Simmons' uh, spot. Um, and Simmons was injured, you know, throughout the years. And uh, Drew Holiday was, you know, playing every game in and out. And he's a lockdown defender. I, I would have taken him over Simmons. Good point, good point. Okay, so speaking of some comments or arguments, um, we also have another arguments in another game in the Western Conference. The series is the Clippers versus the Nuggets. One of the young bucks, Porter Michael Jr. Porter Jr. <laughs> After the last game, he got a post-game interview comment said, we got lots of players who can play basketball and score. We got to get more guys involved. So basically, he's talking about himself. So what do you think about his comments? Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's played really well in the bubble. Um, I, I get where he's coming from. I think that speaks to his age as well. You know, he probably... Um, he was ranked so highly coming out of high school and college, and then he had those back injuries, and then he got kind of, you know snubbed out but i still think he thinks in his head which is you know kind of the, like mamba mentality you know he still thinks of he's course. you know he's that guy that they should be playing through uh and i guess i saw dame uh reply to this uh comment what kind of you know just missing it and i think he said it, he commented smdh <laughs> <laughs> and then he got a lot of backlash for it for not you know expanding on why and just commenting that Right. But I get why, you know, Murray, Murray's a stud and Jokic is, you know, they're kind of, you know, big playmaker and the guy who hits the big shots. Um, and Michael Paul Jr. is still, you know, young. So I see why they're obviously not going to be playing through him. But, you know, it's good, it's good to have that confidence, especially when you're young. Definitely. He's so talented and he's got the game to back it up. So I think just give him a couple of years. He needs to wait. He needs to, I think he's still finding his he's role in that team. Up. You know, he was in and out of the starting lineup a lot. Yeah, and he's, he, his minutes have been really uneven. So I think once he finds his role, you know, whether that is being, you know, one of their stars or just being like a very productive bench player, 
Um, I think that would just come with age and experience. So yeah, I agree with you. The comment not necessarily so negative. I more um, feel annoyed that he's snacking during the interview and then said that. Uh, perhaps he's super hungry, but yeah, I believe he wants you being on the starter. Uh, however, maybe the coach can make an adjustment yeah. or can just keep it like that because he actually played for thirty-four minutes, which is the most for the Denver Nuggets bench. He stats not bad: fifteen points, six rebounds for last game. They lost to the Clippers by eleven points. I see. I kind of somehow see why he made the comments. They need more guys to involve. You are playing a team have two six men of the year, Mon- Montreal Harrell for this year and Lou Williams. So as you can see on the opposite side, you see the the other team, their bench players and role players actually involve the offense quite a lot. So obviously, you are also the bench player come up from the bench or six men for your team. You just want to like get involved more. However, what I what I've been watching Nuggets play this year. They mainly involve Jokic and Jamal Murray, the two、uh, main options. I'm saying they also got like third and、yeah. fourth options, but mainly they the heavily involved choices. They the third、yeah. options, perhaps I can't even name who's the third options. Depends on the game, right?、You、I think it depends on the series. And he wants、uh, to be the he might want to be like even second or first option, but perhaps it doesn't work like that because you've been playing with Jamal Murray and Jokic the whole season, and if suddenly I change you to the first option, perhaps is. Perhaps it doesn't work like that, right? Yeah, they need to give him more time to, you know, find his role and find his fit, because yeah, I think、uh, he just needs more time. He's young, he's talented. I think he just needs to find his role. And this series is three one, so I predict it's four one. Last episode, so let's see how it goes. Yeah, it's like we、yeah. go home for them. I'm thinking Clippers will. Yeah, Clippers will close it out. Clippers、oh. are scary this year. It, if、yeah. Paul George steps up every game, then. Whew, that's a scary team. Even the first round, he was a little bit off, but they put it off, and now he's slowly build back the momentum. So let's see how far can the Clippers go this year. Yeah. All right. So after、yeah. the Western Conference, all right. Should we move on to, move the... on to the East? Yeah. So let's talk about the Celtics and Raptors games first. Series tie game tie to like yeah three three right now. So game seven is coming up. Who do you pick? Oh, this is tough. I feel like Raptors just have the momentum right now, and I think this—they're very evenly matched teams. I think Celtics have a little bit more firepower, but Raptors, if they have momentum, and I think they have the momentum going into this game, big game seven, I'm gonna go with the Raptors. I think the Raptors are gonna take it. Wow! So for me, I yeah, what do what do you predict? The Celtics will win four two. Obviously, it's three three right now, but I'll still go for the Celtics. The game six was a really good game. I was watching it when she double overtime. This Norman Powell was huge. This couple opportunity Celtics can seal the game. Campbell missed the layup. Tatum in the regulation in less than a minute, about forty five seconds, he turned the ball over. That's like a side story after the game. <laughs> What was it, Nick Nurse?、Uh, the coaching, the coach from the Raptors. <laughs> he's standing by the corner. He's like inbound as well. He's wearing similar color as the Celtics. Players' jerseys, and so some people there's an argument said why he shouldn't do that. He shouldn't step outside as well. I would say this is what kind of shirts he's wearing. That's just his choice. It's like part of the game. If you want to be tricky, being inbound, that's kind of like a, a debut topic, especially in the very moments. But Tatum also just 
just take the blame to himself. Say like, this is my fault. I should, I could do better. I should have missed. Yeah, which task. is, which is, which is the right thing to do. It's the right thing to say. Um, that's even, even like, yes. I got messed up because of his shirt or the color. There's nothing he can do, right? And at the end of the day, he still needs to make sure he got a good pass and deliver the ball to his teammates and make that shot. However, Campbell was a disappointment for game six. He only got five points. Yeah. Shooting two of 11, which is quite not a character of him that night. He had an off night. Hopefully, he'll bounce back. He'll be in a big, he'll be in a big factor for game seven if Celtics can win or not. Because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they've been playing great, really consistent, making shots. Campbell, he got a show up. Especially Celtics, I look at the bench stats, not really good. They don't even like play too many minutes of it. Um, you cannot even like name no, it, yeah. to, right? However, Raptors, you brought it up earlier. No, exactly. Norman Power, what happened to him in game six? He's he just like another X Factor for this. He, he was huge. Very. Yeah, I think he scored 15 in after regulation, and he uh, hit you know hit the big shots. So you know, all credit to Norman because um, he was. Uh, I'm sure Raptors are glad they got him back. He was injured earlier, and then he um, now he's been back for a while, and he's been playing really well, and he's one of the you know key guys off the bench. But I mean, Raptors just have so much depth with you know Norman Powell and Serge Ibaka coming off the bench. That's pretty big for them. They have so many good young players. Haven't got many minutes, but. You know, looking forward for the Raptors. You know, that I think they're going to be a good team for quite a while. Um, where you know Pascal, OG, Matt Thomas, who's become quite a good shooter in the league. Matt Thomas, yeah. But then guys like Terrence Davis and Chris Boucher. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the, you know Raptors in the next few years. But you know, more immediately, Game Seven. I'm I'm going with them. So, so the Game Six, they went to double overtime. I'm sure they both of the team are really tired. I think Raptors may have an advantage because their depth is way more than Celtics. And also they outscoring Celtics bench like 38 to 16, which is quite a big, uh, big difference. Yeah. So let's see if Canberra can step up on tomorrow, Friday night, US time, Hong Kong time, Saturday morning. Let's see how it goes. So you go for the Raptors, I'll go for the Celtics. Let's see how it goes. All yeah, right. and so, we can talk about it next week and see see what we come back to. Yep. And next series is close already. Heat in the box. So Miami Heat, they did the job. 4-1, send the box home. Another disappointing season for Giannis. Do you agree with that? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was... Uh, even if he wins MVP, I still think it was a disappointing season. There's so many expectations for Giannis. MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, number one seed in the East. This is a hot topic this week. Last week, we talked about is Giannis a Pippen. This week, Max Kellerman talked about Giannis is not a Pippen. Giannis is not a Shaq looking for his Kobe. And he got some like great example. A dominant big man needs the guards like Kareem, need Magic to win. Shaq need the prime Kobe and Dwayne Wade. And also... Pau, Pau perhaps maybe not the most dominant big man, but he was like dominant for the era. He needed his Kobe. Yeah, and also there's some like fair example as well. Like Post Malone, not Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> the mailman in Stockton. And those are the dominant big men and uh, one of the top guards ever, right? They against Jordan two times in the final, but fell. Yeah. 
So what do you think about Max Kellerman's comments? Or can you like find other examples to support his statement? Uh, first off, speaking of Post Malone, Travis Scott and McDonald's collab. Shout out to Travis Scott. <laughs> that, was a, that was a weird one. Shout, shout out to Cactus Jack. Um, <laughs> what's what's right, let's, Yeah, okay, let's get back on topic. Uh, I think it's a double cheeseburger and fries and a Sprite. I think the fries with like... But I understand why they did it because if I was... Yeah, because if I was in the US, I'd get it just because it's a Travis Scott meal. So I understand. It's a good marketing ploy. (laughs) Probably not in Hong Kong. (laughs) All right, back on topic. Yes. So so yeah, on on Max Kellerman's comments on Giannis, I do think he needs a better guard than he has in Eric Bledsoe, but I don't think he necessarily needs one of a star caliber. Um, Because... What what Giannis Giannis controls the offense, he's you know so ball dominant. Uh, so I think he needs you know a good a good guard who can defend but who can also shoot. So if Giannis gets double teamed or he uh, drives and kicks or if he's in the post and kicks out, a guy who can shoot. So someone like a like Alonzo Ball, a good defender, you know a very willing passer. He doesn't need to have the ball in his hands um, and is a much improved three point shooter. So that. Um, he needs someone like that. Uh, not necessarily a big name guard like a Kareem and Magic. I don't yep. I don't see that as, as important for him because, you know, Giannis is their whole offense. So, you know, that would um, be quite conflicting if he had, you know, another ball-dominant guard and then it would probably damper his impact. So I agree with it to some, some – I agree with it to some degree that he needs a, a, he needs a running mate and a um, – point guard who will be a willing passer, uh, able to shoot, and who can defend, you know, one through four. So I somehow agree with uh, Max Kalman. For nowadays, you might need, for nowadays, especially the the big three or big duo situation in the NBA, you might need a superstar. But however, I still believe Giannis could be like the Spurs, like in the last decade or last two decades. So, Tim Duncan won his uh, first championship with David Robinson. So, he has a a mentor to guide him through. And then, eventually, he became the leaders for the Spurs. He had Tony Parker and Ginobili as a big three. But if you look back right now, Tony Parker... Personally, I like Tony Parker and Ginobili. But you you won't consider that big three nowadays. They are not like super, superstar to all three together. So, perhaps, like, Giannis need more experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he needs another another star. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a guard though. I think it, I think they need you know, maybe someone, um, like a someone equivalent to you know like a, a Kevin Durant level. Someone who's a forward. Yeah, I mean D'Angelo Russell. He just got traded, so I don't think he'd be going there. But I think they need someone who you know who can shoot and who can defend, and who's one of those star caliber players. Because um, I don't think he can do it on his own, but I just don't think they need to make drastic changes. It's just looking for one more player who's kind of that all-star level, but doesn't necessarily mean to be need to be you know a big name guard. Yeah. So we talked about last episode. Middleton is an all-star, but he's not a championship level second option. So if you can bring in another star, no. I'm just talking about star, not like all-star superstar. And then she become a like big three kind yeah, of like just a star level player. Kind of like the Spurs, what they did before, and I believe Giannis and the Bucks will have a chance to uh, challenge the title at one point. 
but who will be in the storm? Yeah. Let's see yeah. this offseason. All right, so we cover all four series already. Let's see how the series go, and then we will be back with you guys. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Thanks for listening.